In this episode of The Ziggler Show, I bring you the success habits of David Horsager, my guest from episode 873, where we talked about trust, which is his platform, his area of mastery, not just how to be trustworthy, but how to ensure people view you as trustworthy. Uh, David in this episode shares the habits that helped him lose 50 pounds in five months and how he's kept the weight off and how today he doesn't deprive himself of certain joys such as ice cream, which I would say is a sacred thing. But the standout to me in the show was him talking about relationships and his foundational pursuit of just love him, his perspective of just love him. He actually credits his wife with this perspective and says she's coming out with a book of that title. I mean, when it comes down to it, I thought no matter what, what a great concept to just love him. And maybe that's simple, maybe too simple, but then what is the alternative? If you want to connect more with David, he has a new book out right now and he's offered us an assessment to see how we stack up and exuding trust. You can find it at trustedleaderbook.com slash Ziggler. Welcome everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. I host three podcasts where we have candid discussions that matter regarding the root issues of personal change and growth. There are endless podcasts that will entertain you. This goal here is to educate and equip you. This is The Ziggler Show. We're ranked number two in all-time career podcasts and Apple podcasts, and our focus is growing your professional success by helping you grow into your full capacity. My Motive podcast is devoted to helping you know what you authentically want by understanding why you really want it, which is made clear by knowing what you truly value. In episode 26, I bring you the motive story of Chris Tuff, the millennial whisperer. His motives started with trying to best his brothers and everything, and it bled into the trajectory of his life that left him married with two kids, successful in his work, and so burnt out he had to stop it all. My True Life podcast is aimed at getting you fully functioning physically so your body and mind can support your desires in life. In episode 69, we hit yet another illness on a rapid rise in America, Parkinson's disease. What used to be the rare problem for some old men is now increasing rapidly and it's it's increasing in people younger, 30 to 50 years old. And what we find is environmental issues are really significant in the proliferation here. So we talk through what you can do, of course, to prevent this deterioration disease. You can find all three of my podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com slash coach and connect with Tom Ziggler himself about becoming a Ziggler coach. Okay, so this will be a good one. The habits, the habits of trust. How about if we call that one there? The, how does David do this in his in his personal life? Uh, but just looking at your habits overall, though, I got to say, you talked in the first one. I often ask about you know exercise, health, nutrition, and you told a quick story of fifty pounds in five months. Did I get that right? That's about right. That's I think 52, 52 at the end of the day, but uh, we won't worry about those two. That's significant. <laughs> you know what? So let me ask first off, how did those 50 pounds get there to begin with? Well, first of all, let me say that what's not, what's most amazing about that is keeping them, that was in 2011, so 10 years ah. to keep them off because, you know, you look at everybody on Biggest Loser, I think it's like six or nine of hundred and whatever people have actually kept off their weight. Uh, wow. I and mean, that's, that's the problem is it never became a habit, what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, I suppose for me, uh, you know, I was, had four kids in five years. Um, oh. 
little kids, and I'm I'm running a business, and I'm right and and writing a book, and uh, that first book, and I was eating my wife's homemade bread with peanut butter and jelly with a mocha, you know, and it was like, what are you doing? Like, and so over time, and I was getting my graduate work, doing my graduate work, and you know, because I'd been an athlete, I'd been all state football, whatever, and and uh, so I, I really knew better. And so, um, you know, little by little through that grad work, things were so busy and I was probably tired and trying to be a good dad and help out when I was there. But yet in between things, I'm flying out and um, just the habits turned. And so you went and sought help uh, mm -hmm. to how you talked about that in your how, 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 how do I do this? What fits you? You talked about. Uh, not drinking any calories. You went yep. to uh, making sure you're not drinking calories. Now I do appreciate that you pulled out and said not eating ice cream was that was a no go, which I appreciate because that would just be immoral. Uh, but right. what, what were some well, of the? I mean, or for a time, like sometimes sure. you know, one doctor, a few things that t- turn me. I'll tell you that one epiphany happened. I went to my parents' 50th anniversary, and uh, of course. Um, and, and now there, now my dad is 91 and a half, uh, after 90, you start using the half again. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, the, and my, and mom and dad still run our farm, uh, 1500 acre farm up in Northern Minnesota. And they, um, they're fit and healthy as can be. And they go for walks every day and they wow. do all these things. And I, and I said, I know better because at their 50th, now they now they'd be celebrating their like 65th. But back then, um, they wore their wedding outfits unaltered because they weigh the same as they did on their wedding day. Wow. Who can do that? Mom's still 117 pounds or whatever, and dad's 155 pounds or whatever it is. So they're little people. But anyway. That's unheard so of today. I said, I know better. And, and so a few things happen in the midst of that where I, uh, you know, a doctor said to me, um, David, uh, you can't outrun a cheeseburger. Uh-huh. And and what he meant was, first of all, he said, some of you for, former athletes, you think you can just start working out again. You're 85% what you eat, 15% your workouts, maybe even only 10. He said, do you want to drive a Ferrari or a Junker? We put different performance in, or fuel into a Ferrari. And I had to think about this, that I, I can't just work it off. Like, uh, you know, I, I had to put different input in. And so I was... On a, you know, then I made a big commitment my, to my team. I said, if I if I'm not in my high school weight by May first, I'll give you twenty five hundred dollars. I did it publicly, to, you know, at a time when I didn't have much money, and and I said, uh, and so I, I had to figure it out. And so I did ask all kinds of different people for help about things. I what could I do? And the good news was, even though I actually basically did even cut ice cream out for a time, um, this doctor said you'll be able to go back to this many calories a day to stay even, but to lose weight, you have to go down to this. And right now for you have to be focused on losing if you're going to be, you know, keeping that commitment. So, um, it, it did take a time of major discipline and then it took a, took a time of what habits can I keep to stay here? So let me ask then literally, what did you do nutrition and exercise wise during that time to lose that weight? And then what is it today? Okay. So I basically had a piece of paper in my back pocket that said basically what I could eat each day, uh, and I would check it off if I went through it. So as an example, it was about something like this. I think I have one close by here, because if I ever get off a little bit, I put that back in and I check off. And they have mobile apps for this. Mobile apps are distracting for me. I just, I wanna just check, 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 okay? So it's like 10 glasses of water, it's um, two or three proteins, it's four to five vegetables a day, it's two fruits, and, and that's it, and maybe one carb. 
And that's what I did to lose. And so if I ever have to self-correct, I kind of go back to that. Yeah. And, and, and understanding that a carb a day, a carb is one slice of bread. That's all you can have if you're losing. So then once and, you go was back. There, was there exercise then as a part of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. But uh, uh, some people think, oh, you started doing triathlons and all this. That's how you lost your weight. Actually, I lost the weight, a bunch, some of the weight, and then I felt like doing triathlons, yeah. you know. So actually, I didn't have a lot of exercise happening. I will tell you one idea that I had starting out, and this came from a different executive fitness coach who is – at 70 years old, incredibly buff, he and his wife, and they, I learned something from them, but basically he said, the best exercise in the world, he believes, is cross-country skiing, and that's something easy to do in Minnesota, but he has a, a, a take on that, which is on the treadmill, which is just walking with weights. Mm. You look kind of silly, but he said, um, he's a swim coach. I think he's led more, I think like 53 national championships for UCLA, Olympic swim athletes, many people think swimming is the best exercise. He said the best is basically walking with weights hmm. because you get the weight above your, above your chest or whatever, yeah. and it does like 60% more for your heart. So I actually thought, I can walk. I like to walk. I don't love to run. I don't love this. I don't love that. But I started just doing this kind of walking routine, and, and, and then you do some different things with the weights. It's kind of silly, but that was easy for me to do. So it's like it also is finding what will you do and what can you do long-term. Now, later, I started – you know, a little more weights or doing elliptical or doing the triathlons and doing some of that. But that, that walking routine was something I could do, especially if I was listening to a podcast or watching a football game. Yeah. So yeah. today, what's it look like today? Just kind of the same thing, low carb, consistent exercise, yep. don't overdo it. Yep. And, and, and now I'll have a piece of pie and ice cream and I'll have other stuff. I can go up, but I, but I like some things I kind of cut for good. So I don't ever um, I will drink a calorie once in a while. I haven't had juice. Maybe I, I allow myself to have juice if we're in Hawaii. Like yeah. I want to try the guava juice, right, or right. something. But I basically um, no orange juice. He talked about how unhealthy. I grew up thinking orange juice was healthy, mm -hmm. and it's totally not. As you know, it's full of sugar. So I don't. You know, I cut. Uh, drinking calories out like that, no pop. I almost never have soda with, with a calorie in it. Um, and some things I kind of change forever, and some things I still, then I could add back, okay, but ice cream's worth it for me, or but this is worth it, a, a piece yeah. of pie. But you know what? I never almost eat noodles. I never almost eat a piece of bread uh, because I want to be able to have that thing or whatever, you yeah. know? So I just evened it out. So, But it, one big force for me is I try to force myself to eat four green vegetables a day when I, and I try to eat, drink 10 glasses of water a day. If I do those things, you need know, to talk about kind of atomic habits or habits yeah. that keystone habits. If I do those, then other things happen or almost every day I have a bag of celery with, and I eat raw celery in the morning while I'm working, whatever. And if I do that, then okay, I'm, cravings aren't there. Just other yeah. things aren't there, you know, whatever. So uh, I still... In the evening, I still want to have a bowl of cereal or ice cream. That's the detriment, man. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. So uh, a question I've gotten into the habit of asking, because it's just a, a curious one, is when you look at the daily habits, you know, you've got your perfect day, your perfect habits, but on the day when it's not perfect, when you're flying out, you've got extra stuff, it's over, it's overkill. You know, it's an out of balance day. What are the, some core habits that you are not going to miss no matter what? Well, I, I actually, um, 
I don't know if I, I would say people would say I'm very di quite disciplined. But on that question, I would probably say I let it be okay. Hmm. I would say if I got to get up at four in the morning for that flight or three in the morning for that flight, uh, for some reason, I'm not going to be someone that's going to get up an hour earlier to work out to make sure I got my workout in. I'm going to take, I guess the habit would be I need the sleep and I know it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we talk about in our world, I, uh, Lisa and I talk about how, what habits do we need to come back in alignment with? We see people kind of get out there and we talk about seeds, planting and cultivating your seeds, uh -huh. S-E-E-D-S. So we check, did I get sleep? Is that, you know, if I get enough sleep? Because, you know, 20 years ago, people were arrogant about, oh, I don't sleep. I don't only, I only need three hours a night. I don't, yeah, I haven't slept for seven years or whatever. Not true. You need sleep. Your waistline is better. Anger management's better. You need sleep. The first E is, did I exercise? Did I walk? Did I do something? We try to make that happen. The next D is eat right. And we know what that is in our minds, which has a lot to do with making sure I get the vegetables and proteins in and water. But the D, the D is drink water. And the, the last S is source of strength. For me, that's, you know, faith in God. And, but but, but the, the source of strength, am I, am I aligned on these things? Um, so that's what we'll come back to. But um, and making sure we're kind of getting those seeds planted and cultivated daily. But I think on a day like that, it is all going wrong. There are things I do, uh, but if or if it's so, so, so busy, which we have days where you do have to put in a 70-hour week, I try not to do that anymore and try to mitigate those risks yeah. and, and, and how I set things up. But, um, you know, so um, there's some habits that have come to mind with kids. Like I, I had a time where I was like, I want to parent my kids. I was flying a lot, and I would every morning there would be a video that I did through the phone for, for over two years at a video, share like a, a Bible verse and an idea, a, 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 just an encouragement that they would get at the breakfast table as they were growing nice. up. This is a way of if I'm gone and if I'm supposed to be gone, um, then here's a way to keep parenting even if I am gone. Um, there's some things, habits around I go into, you were talking about your, what you're doing this weekend, 28 years straight I've gotten together with four guys on an accountability retreat where every year we go through a series of questions. How are you being a good dad? How are you being as a husband? How are you being as a leader? It's this accountability time. It's not this go fun getaway um, with your friends and party. It is we each of us shares through these series of questions wow. for around three hours each. Wow. So that, though, that gets to the, the habit of I believe if you're doing leadership alone, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I need to have a habit of community. And so I have three mastermind type groups that I'm in. Um, but that, that's definitely a habit. I mean, that gets, that's a, gets a, a big deal. Lisa and I have a habit of getting up in the morning and holding hands and praying together before we go to exercise or, or do certain things. So that's, that's a habit. We have a habit. I'll tell you a habit right now um, since COVID. Okay, once this has now been exactly a year that we've done this, the kids, you know, they couldn't go to public school anymore. You know, they, they, they were home in home. And um, just now, a year later, they're going to start going back. But basically, we said, what could you got a little more time now? Now their online classes don't start till nine o'clock or something. Okay, so every single morning <laughs> since COVID for a year, every morning from 730 to to um we get up at six and then from seven, but seven thirty to eight after they've had breakfast, we play a video 
and it's often a, you know, it could be a, a Zig Ziglar, it could be a Mark Batterson, it could be a, 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 a Andy Stanley, it could be a whatever. And we talk about it because we want to put good input in in the morning. And they might have their own quiet time, different things, but that, that's been a habit of, I don't think we'll change that when they go back to school earlier, that every morning we're putting this great content in these kids, and that's become a habit. So I don't know, there's lots of things we can talk about. No, it's, inc- it's incredible. You are listening to The Ziegler Show and this Habits episode with David Horsager. Next, I asked David about the eight areas of trust he covered with us previously in episode 873 and where he has to give more focus, you know, where he struggles. Uh, You'll hear that right after I share some great products and services with you. You know, I'm going to... take advantage of the fact of, of who you are in this message of trust that we covered in episode 873 and you've got your eight pillars and you, there are some there. I, I, I would expect knowing of you, what I know that you don't get up in the morning and go, man, okay, I got to have some good habits today to have good character. Otherwise <laughs> I'm going to go South. You know, that's one that you're pretty solid on. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to care for people. So that's good. What are the ones though, when you look at that eight that are more cognizant, uh, to you to take affirmative action on like today, man, if I want to with my family, with my team, if I want to have trust at the highest level, mm-hmm. here are some habits that I need to make an effort to do. They're not going to be as natural. Let me say that. They're not, they're not yeah. going to come as naturally. So I'm going to well, take a proactive effort into this. Let's go back to one I talked about, and then I might have, hopefully I'll remember to come back to this. But on the health thing, on the eating thing, yeah. by the way, this is a decade now. That's a battle for me every day. Mm. Okay. So that's not ever turned out to be easy. Certain parts of it have, but every year I come back and I actually go, when I see myself go to about 40 pounds up, so I lost the 52 pounds, but by Christmas, every year, I've gained about 10 back. And so I I have to, uh, sometimes at least, where I have to correct you know, it's like I have to correct again and get there because I don't ever want to go. I'll, I always keep myself below 40 off. And there's just a line there, you know, the, so, so I'm yeah. in that healthy range. But there are times when life, I think this whole thing of some people talk about work-life balance. And it's not, it's kind of like you have to have this mission line where you come back to it. But no day is perfect. This whole idea even, and I, I know our friends that teach this, but a perfect day, a perfect week, I mean, it's almost like setting yourself up for failure because then you don't have a chance for the spontaneous, i, I got to go love that person. i got to go help. The, i got to run to the hospital and, and be there for that friend. I've yeah. got to do this. Oh, that's going to, because for some people that are so into a perfect day or a perfect week, they are s- super inflexible about some of the things that matter most. Yeah. And so that. That's one thing I've had to learn, actually, because as you can imagine, I can be a little, um, a little disciplined on certain things, and that can—that's something I, I'm just saying I've learned. So with habits, um, I almost want to put guiding principles, but not, but allow. You know, a lot of people don't have enough rigidity, so they don't keep a habit for a day. But I think some of your listeners—they—they they actually have some pretty good habits, and just also remember. Hey, um, it's okay for you to actually, you, you've had this thing, this chain you haven't broken like Seinfeld. That's good to have that. It's good to have that chain of I'm writing every day and I don't want to break the chain, but it's also okay to not feel guilty when you do the higher good. 
yeah. the the yeah. guiding principle thing and, and let that go. You get, but you got to have a way of coming back to it because many people break the chain and they don't have a way to check their weight or check their chain, whatever the habit is, and come back. And that's that's I think what we want to do. To so we have some some peace and freedom and not shame and guilt and all these things that aren't that that you and I can have because we want high trust and we got character. But yeah. you know what? We, it's okay for you, I think, to not feel shame about that you're made with this sporadic, fun, um, you've, you've got lots of ideas and all this. You need to mitigate that in your company to have. Maybe it's a chief of staff or a way of having some clarity and consistency. I have to mitigate it, too. But um, anyway, that would just be my little processing of this, that I'm big on habits. I have a lot of them. But I also can, I've had times in my life when I felt really guilty when I don't know if I should have, and I've tried to grow up in that. Hey, I'm I'm walking in that uh, continually, David. Same thing, yeah. realizing that there are some of those things that I held on to so tightly that I became imprisoned to, and so now it's a daily thing of kind of judging how I uh, how I feel and going. You know, if I'm going to be bitter about that, if I'm holding on to it tight, give myself permission to let it go. And, and my wife's been good on that. She's kind of gotten onto the 80, 20 perspective, even with our diet, we've, we got kids yeah. that are vegan. We've done vegan, we've done vegetarian. And this year has been the most flex we've ever done. Now we have guiding principles. I am not going to go away from, I'm going to keep my performance at a certain level. I'm going to keep my weight at a certain level, but just allowing ourselves to has been good because yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people as well that I can get so rigid yeah. onto protecting it. We want to figure out what are the perfect habits, do them every day, no matter what. And so I think you're the first person, David, uh, and gosh, I have no idea how many people I've done this with on asking that question of on that busy day, you know, what are the ones you're not going to let go of? And you said, I might, I might let go of them all. I, yeah. I, I, cause I, I have gotten to that point and I had to get to that point of going, you know, if I don't get up and have my devotion time, I'm not going straight to hell. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's good exactly. news, man. <laughs> you know, that's good. But see, this is where great you gotta see the real grace piece and the 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 um, you know, I think especially for those of us that believe in personal development and want to, you know, our body's a temple of the Holy Spirit, and we want to do what's right, and we, you know, that's like ooh, habits, 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 and we need that. But some people really need that. They just don't have a habit of any kind. Right. But there also there is this piece of yep. I think we got to let go and let grace a little bit and figure out, but figure out this way of coming back to it, yeah. coming back to it in a healthy way. Um, this is awful what you're talking about, but you made me think of it because we've talked about my oh, wife yeah. a little bit and family. Lisa and I, you know, when I started speaking quite a lot, at least 20, 21 years ago, and I had spoken a lot as a part of a different organization before that or some to youth and family events, you know, whatever back then. But once I started speaking before we had the kids, uh, Lisa would fly with me all the time. We'd go together. And I was scared to death. There's a thousand people out there. I'm young. I mean, I was in my 20s or something you know, when we started, late, maybe late 20s when I started. I mean, and I remember Lisa saying, I mean, I would get sick to my stomach. I'm, I'm on some of these stages. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And Lisa said, David, stop. Stop thinking about the research. Stop thinking about, you know, you and all this stuff. Just love them. They can tell when you love them. Hmm. And... All I would say is we have a habit now on, of how we, every event, she'll text me. I, go, I, I remember one time I'd, in this country, war-torn country, the East, 
in, in uh, another part of the world, and I, um, I won't name it, but you know, there's, there, I'm going to meet the president, and there's, there's machine guns all around me, and, and Lisa was actually with me, and we're kind of at the banquet with the president, but there's 3,000 people there or something, and she squeezes my hand. She knows I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> hey, just love them. And that, and, and I, I've gone into boardrooms of some of the biggest companies in the world, been scared to death with their trust challenges. And I've gotten a text from Lisa still today. Just love them. They can tell when you love them. And there is a difference that happens. And this would be Zig. I think he would say the same thing today. It's like people can tell when you're there to love them. Not so worried. It's good to have research. It's good to have tips and takeaways. It's good to prepare. And it's good to do all these habits. But what's the overrule? The overrule habit for us is love them because hmm. love covers you know a whole lot of things imperfections of me yeah <laughs> it's uh no, i again great appreciation for you as i craft shows as i'm writing a book as i'm doing those things to come back to that because i can get so caught up in the message am i communicating it well and, and I'm mainly thinking about me in, in all truth, um, you know, with always with good intent. I've had to give myself grace for that. I know I'm doing, I'm striving to do well, to do good. I know that I, I don't have to be so keyed in on that, but man, I can get into that spirit. And I'm thinking about me. I, I that's a, that's a stout, a stout message. Uh, thank you. So let me ask you uh, on just a personal side to, to wrap this up. What you do, it's again, always of an interest to me personally, what you do for play. What is fun for David? What is the, you call it self-care, but what is the thing you do just for your own pure joy? Well, I love to play basketball. I don't do enough of that these days, uh, and I enjoy that. But it is true that at this time in our life, there's a lot around the, around that revolves around the kids. Over the COVID time, we got into chess, and we love to play chess. We've come back to playing ping pong. We, you know, I like some of those things of play. We love to, um, excuse me, we love to play some games. Uh, so there's fun in that. I love to go out with my wife and just talk over a cup of coffee or whatever, go to a little coffee shop or somewhere. I, you know, I love that. I love being outside. We're fortunate. We're on a little hobby farm and some horses and the lake and stuff and um, love to be outside. And, and uh, I think it was uh, Roosevelt that said the, the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man. And, you know, you're just the heart <laughs> yeah. of a man. You, know, you get around a horse, something bigger than you. And, yeah. and you're, so there's things, I mean, I grew up with, with, you know, animals and stuff. So I love to get around the animals. Um, and, uh, and, and, and just uh, doing fun, good, positive stuff with the kids. I love that. You mentioned triathlons. Is that something you actively do or have some? I, yeah. I mean, I try to do, basically, I kind of sign up for one a summer. Um, whether or not I would say I love it, I love playing sports probably more. But there is a part of me that's, you know, motivated by having some end thing. Yeah. And so um, that's, uh, that's been something that I've, I've been uh, definitely into. It, uh, but I might think of things I love a little more. I love to play ice hockey. We do that on our pond often, too. Yeah, yeah. that's relevant in Minnesota. Man, thank yeah. you, David. Thanks for coming yeah. on again. Thanks for sharing uh, the behind the scenes and sharing from your heart. You've given me some things to ponder on here. It's been inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Kevin. Always so inspiring and equipping to hear how average people like David are walking out habits we can all embrace in order to produce above average results in our lives. 
Again, you can connect more with David Horsager. He has a new book out right now. He's offered us an assessment to see how we stack up in exuding trust. And you can find that at trustedleaderbook.com slash Ziggler. Coming up in episode 876 of The Ziggler Show, I asked, what makes you feel insecure about yourself? Uh, What makes you feel secure about yourself? What keeps your self-image in check, even if you're unduly criticized? And if you feel that this should be some simple, easy answer, the survey, as you'll hear, shows it is not. And uh, you're going to hear it's not for me. It's not for Tom Ziegler, who joined me in this discussion. And becoming aware of what threatens our security and then what we need to have ready to combat it is tremendous for our overall lasting security. Till then, folks, thank you, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.